Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist, which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. been trying to declutter your house and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful. Uh, Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like The task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list, and I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it, or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know? Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Lockwood, and on the surface, I teach you how to declutter your home so you can focus on what matters most to you as a mom, which I'm guessing isn't those laundry mountains, dishes stacked to the sky, and the tornadoes you clean up all day. My hope for this podcast is so much more than teaching you to declutter. I record all of my episodes live and in real time so that you can have the experience of a mom friend who gets you and is there for you. My audio isn't perfect, my kids might interrupt us, but the conversations we have are real, impactful, and proof that there are other moms like you that decluttering has worked for. If you want to join me and thousands of other moms for live episodes, go find us on Instagram and Facebook. 
Just search Motherhood Simplified and we'll welcome you with open arms. See you soon. All right, everybody, welcome to today's episode where we are talking about delegation and chores in the household, how we do it at our house, um, some common, or I guess not common, some practices that I think might help you, um, and kind of basically just the expectations that we have in our house for our kids and the different ages that we have and how it's changed over the years. So... At this point in time, it's November 7th, 2019, um, we have a 13-year-old, a 10-year-old, an 8-year-old, a 2-year-old, and a 2-month-old. So we have a lot of kids, and I have always been of the belief system that I'm not going to pay my kids for chores because it's a household. Everybody chips in. Everybody takes care of the house. Everybody lives here. When my kids grow up to be adults, they're not going to be paid to take care of their house, right? So I've just always had this underlying expectation that everybody helps. Everybody does chores. Everybody cleans up their own stuff. Everybody puts their dishes away after they're done eating. Everybody puts their shoes up when they step inside the house. At the end of the day, everybody helps with the nightly reset and puts all their toys back. Um, once they're old enough, they do their own laundry. So currently my 13, 8, and 10-year-olds all do their own laundry. Can you guys hear Tara snoring? They all do their own laundry. And I think they're like six. Six years old is probably when they start doing their own laundry in our house. Um, I obviously help them. I don't like just throw them to the wolves and be like, go wash your laundry. Do it all. <laughs> right? I've got instructions, written instructions up on the wall about like how to use the washer, what settings to put it on, like how much soap, all these things. And I teach them, like I physically show them. And if, and when they need help, I go in and help them, right? If they're like, oh my gosh, the laundry soap is full. It's so heavy. I need help. Of course, I'm going to help them. And of course, I'm going to remind them, you know, if they forget it in the washer the end of the day and we're like, Hey, you forgot to put your stuff in the dryer. Hey, your stuff is in the dryer. Pull it out. Hey, you pulled your stuff out of the dryer. It's been sitting on your bed for a day, fold it and put it away. Right? Like I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to follow up, follow through with them and hold them accountable and not just expect them to get everything done. Right? So that's just, that's just always been the expectation in our house. They've cleaned bathrooms. Um, but, and we've, and we've never paid them for chores before. Okay. Like I said, it's just not something that we believed in or did, but now that my big kids are bigger and we have two little ones, a couple things changed for us that made us want to start paying them for chores. So the first, the first and most pressing thing that happened that kind of shifted the dynamic in our home to make us want to start paying them for chores was that we had my toddler. Okay. So, and I was still able to keep up on everyday things pretty well. 
because my big kids were doing things to help out, you know, it just kind of was pretty easy to transition into having three big kids and a baby and then a toddler. But then we had Tara. Okay. If you can hear her snoring, it's so freaking cute. I can't even stand it. Um, but we had her and anyone who's had a toddler and a newborn knows how physically demanding that is. And we found pretty quickly that I was needing help in the house. Okay. Needing help with things like meals and cooking and things like vacuuming, you know, vacuuming the entire house and the stairs and getting the bathrooms cleaned really well, um, sweeping the kitchen after dinners, like things like that, that I normally just do on, you know, second nature, really easy to do. It's easy to put like a, you know, baby and a carrier and vacuum the house. It's not so easy to put a baby in a carrier and chase the toddler and make sure that she's not coloring on all of the walls and vacuum the house. So what happened was like, I was like, I need help. Okay. Like this is an extremely busy season of life for me. And the options were to hire somebody to come do those things. Right. Um, which I'm not, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Okay. Like I know some people are like, I clean my own house. Like I don't need help. But I think that when you have a large family and you're running a, a big, busy life, we don't have villages and tribes like we used to. So if you need help, get the help, right? And that's where we were at. I was like, we could spend this much to have somebody come do it like once a month, which still doesn't help me with things like sweeping after dinner, right? Or cleaning the bathrooms as often as they need. Um, or we can have our kids step up, you know, and have some heavier expectations and since they are old enough and we want to start teaching them about money and having experience earning money and managing money, it, it just worked out to be a really good time to start introducing, having them get paid for chores. So we pay them for chores now. They basically get a salary twice a month. Um, they get $10 a week if they do all of their chores and if they have a positive attitude and participating in whatever kind of like sport thing that they're in at the time and having a good attitude with that. Um, you know, cause we have competitive boys, just their nature is very competitive. So we want to make sure that even during their sports and all those things, they're being a good sport, they're being good leaders um, and that kind of stuff. So that's the condition of them getting paid is that they do all of their chores without us having to remind them over and over and over. Obviously, sometimes we do have to remind them, but for the most part, it's their responsibility. They've got to do it. <laughs> Tara snoring is so cute. Um, having a good attitude and being helpful and being, you know, basically just being a decent human in their everyday interactions at school and in their sports and with their friends. So their chores if you guys are curious, I will let you know. Um, but let me know if I'll just tell you guys, but so we alternate it. So one week, one of the kids has to vacuum the entire house. Okay. And guys, we have a big house. It's, we have a big house. Okay. It's like 3000 square feet. So to ask an eight year old to vacuum an entire 3000 square foot house twice a week, you know, I feel like it's fair to pay them for that. Um, so he does that. And then 
he's responsible for cleaning up the living room every night for the nightly reset, which means like putting, he's picking up, basically he's cleaning up Kaylee's mess, right? Because she pulls out all the magnet magnetiles, she pulls out all the Shopkins. So basically he's cleaning up after his little sister, (laughs) right? Um, Which as you guys can see is a huge help to me while I'm stuck under a nursing baby 24 seven, right? So that's one week. And then the next week, the other kid has sweeping the kitchen after dinner, right? So once a day, the kitchen gets swept and um, then cleaning up the playroom, the big kid area upstairs. So they each have that. And then they have to do their bathrooms twice a week and they have to do their laundry as needed, right? So it's not a whole lot. Like it's not, it's not a ton but it's extremely helpful to me. And it's something that I was willing to pay somebody outside of our home to do. So I was like, why not just cut the price in half and pay my kids and teach them about money as well. <laughs> Kate, no, that's funny, Kate. Um, so that's how we, that's how we're doing it right now. It's working really well. My kids, you know, like I said, we're giving them $10 or either $10 a week, it's $10 a week. Or ten dollars a pay period. I don't know. My husband gives them the money, but they're excited about the money. They're excited to be earning money. To be honest, like I can tell that they are feeling really good about the extra responsibility that they have too, um, because you know my husband and I recognize it. We thank them for it. We remind them. We're like, oh my god, and I make sure I tell them like, oh my gosh, like I am so happy that you are sweeping the floor right now because Tara is crying and needs me to feed her. And if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be getting to sweeping this floor for another like, you know, hour or maybe tomorrow. Right. And so they're big enough to where they want to help. They want to help out around the house. They enjoy it. Um, most days, right. Some days if they're like tired or whatever, or wanting to just keep playing, like they're not super excited about it, but for the most part, they just do it. They just do it. And it's really helpful to me. I will say it's been nice for my son to have to clean the toilets twice a week because he's like, who keeps peeing on the toilet seat? And we're like, who do you think, who do you think is peeing on the toilet seat? (laughs) But it's also like a, a, a good thing for me to hear too, because I'm like, maybe he really doesn't know that he pees on the seat. Maybe he really doesn't pay attention because he's seriously upset. Like who is, who keeps peeing on the seat? (laughs) Like it's you, it's you. Okay. So that's what they have. That's our structure. That's what works for us. But I wanted to let you guys know that there's not like a one size fits all approach to this. Not everybody's going to agree with it. Not everybody's going to want to pay for chores. Not everybody's going to be, you know, have it in the budget to pay for chores. Um, But you can delegate like you can. It's okay. I give you permission to give your kids responsibility and give them space and freedom to not do it perfectly. Okay. That's one of the things that I have to accept while I have this expectation of them doing these chores is that it's not going to be done to my standard, right? Like my daughter's really good. My son, I mean, they do a good job, right? It helps. But if I'm going to be frustrated that it's not totally perfect in the way that I would do it, like that completely defeats the point. So I have to, I have to ease up a little bit and be like, they're doing a great job, right? They are trying hard. They are giving an honest effort and they are, this is really helpful to me. So 
don't expect perfection and just keep in mind like what a good lesson it is for them to learn how to help you around the house and how to do these kinds of things. And I've, I've even heard them say kind of in passing, like, uh, things, just, just little things like, oh my gosh, this floor is so dirty. <laughs> right. Or like my son, oh my gosh, who keeps peeing on the seat? And I think it's really good for them to actually experience that and see it firsthand so that if, and when I do get frustrated that the house is a mess and it's dirty and gross, they understand it a little bit better because they've seen it, right. They've done it. They've had to vacuum the entire house twice a week. They get it right. Um, but it's not, it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be probably as nice as you do it, but it's going to be helpful and it's going to be good for them. Okay. Now the last thing that I want to talk to you guys about, um, because, I, and I've told you guys this before, but this is how I'm going to wrap up the episode. Um, if you, <laughs> if you join this group, if you listen to this podcast, and you are in search of like the perfect cleaning system or the perfect chore chart, it doesn't exist. Okay. It doesn't exist. You can find ones that give you like a jump off point, but mm. everyone's house is so different and everyone's needs are so different and everyone's availability is so different. And the way people's minds work are so different. Like for me, I can't have like on Mondays, we wipe down the microwave on Tuesdays. We you know, mop the floors. Like I, I just do things as they come up and as I get time and I will make myself lists to do and lists to get done. But, um, I, I just don't believe in like the perfect chore chart system and the perfect cleaning checklist. Um, because it's going to change. It's going to change based on the season of life you're in. I do use lists for like giving the kids steps for things to do. Like in the bathroom, I'll be like, clear off the counter, spray the counters and wipe them down, put the stuff back, spray the outside of the toilet, wipe it down, even down at the bottom by the floor, then spray the inside of the toilet, clean out the inside of the toilet, you know, flush it, blah, blah, blah. I use lists like that for things that don't change, but like for chore charts and, and cleaning systems, they change way too often for me to feel like you can print one out and call it a day. And that's going to be what solves everything for you. Right. Um, that's just my perspective. So if those work for you, if you have one that works for you, use it and keep using it, but I'm not ever going to be the type of person who can give you one. Okay. I just want to let you know, can't give you one. So that's a little bit about delegation and chores and our home and how we do it. I hope this is helpful for you. And if it is, take a screenshot and share it with your friends so that they can learn about it too, because everyone needs more help inside of their house. And a lot of times we don't realize that the help that we need inside of our house actually lives inside of the house with us. And we can get those people on board and helping us. All right. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Hey friend, did you love this episode? If you did, I would love if you took a screenshot of it and shared it with somebody else. Okay. The whole point of this is to create a community of moms who get each other, who support each other and who, when they find something that helps them, 
they share it with somebody. So I would love if you shared this podcast with somebody with maybe just a little note about how it helped you or how it inspired you so that it can help somebody else. I would also love it if you left me a review. Leaving a review lets me get better stats on the internet and blah, blah, blah. Basically, it helps me help more moms like you. I would so appreciate it. If you hated this episode, I'm sorry, but I'm also kind of impressed that you listened to it all and you're still listening. So still leave me a review, still share it (laughs) because I'm sure somebody can benefit from it. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the Motherhood Simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.